0: What's the Easter we celebrate? Well, like, what's the pig in Easter? Like, why is yeah. there bunnies and eggs and so, yeah, you, chocolate? I was,
1: yeah. yeah, I was very confused about this myself. Yeah.
0: What's up, guys? This is episode 45. Um, it is Easter Sunday today. And originally, we were going to talk about Judaism, but um, we decided... We don't have any Jews. We're not <laughs> yeah, we, we need to get a <laughs> <juice>. <laughs> <laughs> It's like...
2: We're supposed to have a reserve <laughs> of them downstairs or something. <laughs> yeah,
3: unfortunately, we, uh, we're out of stock we today. We ran. <laughs> <of church.
2: laughs> figured, this is the way Kyle worded it, um, if there was I a like podcast it. hosted by atheists where they were just talking about Christianity and they got it like, completely wrong, we'd be pretty annoyed, right? Yeah. And so we figured it was only appropriate to talk about Judaism if we had like an actual Jewish person on the podcast as a guest. Yeah,
1: we're not. Um, so if you're Jewish, like. We're not 100% (laughs) fluent in belief of Judaism, so we didn't feel as if we had authority to speak on it. I've been gone for about, what, four weeks now? Yeah. Yeah. What's happened in your life? It's been a
3: while, okay? And so I went... You know, this is actually a little bit ironic. You've uh, you've risen from the dead just like Jesus did today. (laughs) (laughs) You're back.
1: I was a little delayed. I took four weeks. Yeah, Jesus was a little faster with that. Um, So... First two weeks I was gone, I was on spring break, I'm pretty sure. uh, (laughs) And then the second one, or sorry, the third week that I was gone, I was uh, at prom, at least the first one. You wouldn't know (laughs) if she goes to a different school. So anyway, but... (laughs) (laughs) In Canada? No. (laughs) So focusing on... Spring break, specifically, I went to the Bahamas. I was very blessed to uh, go around, all around the Bahamas. I went to three different places. But the last one was Nassau, you know, the one that everyone goes to. And I was just taking photos with Jocelyn. And all of a sudden, this five- or six-year-old girl with a man behind her and the guy looked to be about thirty to thirty-five, and he had a like a pastor suit on. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like a pastor suit. Uh,
2: oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Um, it was like one of those collar. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah with the collar.
1: Yeah. Like a
3: like a clerical outfit.
1: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And so the little girl walks up to us and asks mm-hmm. us if we can take a photo with her for our U- for her YouTube channel. And of course, I say yes because I'm. You said this girl was like seven. She was like six or seven,
3: and has a YouTube channel. I guess so. They, Dude, they do that. They, they never, never told me. young. I guess I don't know. They
1: never told me like what the YouTube channel was called or about. And so she takes a photo with me, right, and hands me this piece of paper, in which it's no longer in my possession. It's in Nana's possession because I gave it to her. <laughs> Nana confiscated. Yeah, Nana confiscated my paper, but I took a picture of it, um, and i'll send this to luke see if he wants to put it in here but it basically is talking about like revelation and like it it's against it's not against catholicism but it is against the pope mostly and
3: i'll tell you
2: i'll show you how hold on let me go to the other photo real quick joe biden's on the paper
3: yeah what the heck is going on here it's there's talking
2: about the seven seals, right? It's talking about the mark of the
3: beast. Yeah, it's yeah. talking about the mark of the beast, the seven, seven. seals.
2: Yeah, does talk about the seven bulls?
1: Um, I don't know. But anyway, so it talks about like how he, this guy basically believes that the pope is a blasphemous man. Mm. And so he sa- it says we revelation... we about this
3: on our Catholicism episode? Do we talk know about where? it now? Sorry? We'll talk about it now.
1: Yeah, so we can just, just talk about it now. Okay. And so it says... And he opened, so it says Revelation 13, 6, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and th- and them that dwell in heaven. And then Revelation 17, 3 through 5, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, and the woman was arrayed in a purple and scarlet cover- color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having cups in her hand full of abominations. And then, so it shows a couple of photos of like the Pope doing his thing. And then it says, what does blasphemy mean? It's a man that makes himself to be God. And it says, John 10, 33. Let's, let's just pull some of these up while we go, just so that way we can, you know, prove it. Well, we can at least like cite it and know what we're talking about here. Yeah. So he,
0: he, S- cites Gen- or john ten twenty three. which well, is let me get this straight this little girl walks up to you and he's like can i take a photo with you for my youtube channel yeah. and then after the photo she hands you this paper well she
1: handed it before but we didn't get a good look at it and then she but the second that she handed it to us she goes can we take a photo with you so we just kind of took it and then interesting okay. and then she ran away afterwards <laughs> All right. but anyway so john ten thirty three. the jews answered him for For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, and because you being a man, make yourself out to be God. Uh So that's that verse. (laughs) And then it says, Blasphemy (laughs) also is one that sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. And then it shows a picture of the Pope on a throne. Which is Second the, Thessalonians? Yeah, with the archbishops. Yeah, with the archbishops and whatnot. Second Thessalonians two, three, through four, and Isaiah thirty-seven, sixteen. I'll just go to Isaiah, just because that that one's less. Um, if I can find, ah, Isaiah thirty-seven, sixteen. <coughs> O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, who is enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. The, so, the
2: cherubim are the uh, angels the that angels, yeah. are usually depicted as babies, but mm-hmm. in reality, they have four faces, one of an ox, one of a, a lion, lion, eagle, a lion, and, a man. Eagle and yep. a man. And they have eight wings or something like that. No, that's
1: the seraphim. mm mm-hmm.
2: Uh huh. I think the
3: cherubim I think cherubim
2: have six wings. Chair. Uh. Yeah, because the seraphim are covered in wings. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um,
1: <clears throat> and then it says, and then it says that he's also a man who claims to be able to forgive sins.
2: And it cites Mark two seven. Yeah,
1: which I'm flipping to now. I passed it. Mark two, seven. Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Oh. So, it's basically taken a stab at, um... At the Pope. The Catholic Church. Yeah. Church. Well, that too. The Catholic Church. Um, here's wisdom. Let er, let him that hath understand count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is 600 and sti- ah, 603 score and 6, which is 666. Um... I don't know why they have to make that so complicated.
2: (laughs) Just say the devil's number is 666. But it
1: says at the bottom of this, please read with your Bible prayerfully. And so I'll send this to Luke. Um, Nana might also have a better photo of it just because I took this photo just on a bed. Um, But yeah, it also talks about like Emperor Constantine, which was, um, he's the one that made Sunday the day of rest for Christians and whatnot, and he says that he's a pagan sun worshiper and all this stuff.
2: Yeah, he was a pagan man who combined a lot of pagan traditions with Christian holidays. Wasn't yeah. he the guy that, like, he had the war going on?
3: Yeah, and, he and got showed up to, and, yeah. and they painted all the crosses on their shields and their helmets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, so, and then he says, um, Protestants do not realize that by observing Sunday they accept the authority of the spokesperson of the church, the pope. Um
3: so what's the point of all this? Why are you bringing this up?
1: I just thought it was something interesting. And it's like talking about the end times and like the seals. For instance, like Joe Biden's seal. It has the name, title, and the territory. So like the seal of God um, is Lord God, creator of heaven and earth. And then it says, like for instance, Joe Biden would be Joe Biden, president of the United States of America.
2: Philip Davis, prime minister of the Bahamas.
1: Yeah which is where i got this. So, yeah, you can you can see the seal of god can be found in one distinctive place, which is in the 10 commandments, the 4th commandment to be exact, which is observant of god's 7th day sabbath. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, he has a lot of opinions, obviously. And I just kind of wanted to bring that up because I thought it was interesting.
0: I think we should definitely it, do a podcast on Catholicism. Cause okay. there's so much there. I
1: think we should bring a Catholic on for that as well. I think yeah. it's
2: only appropriate. Gem on again. All oh, right. Also, um, when you say he, are you referring to like the uh, the uh, the like the cleric person that was with the girl? Yeah, when I'm talking about the person that gave it to me, I doubt yeah. the little girl
1: wrote that all out. Well, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she's smart. Like we have, what's that one girl down there that knows like all Isabel? Books, yeah, Isabel. Dude, she's she's so, so smart. She's extremely intelligent. She knows like we all should, the have, her, we should have her. We should have her on the podcast. That'd be awesome. In order and all that. And she's. We would Very have
2: to. <laughs> legally speaking, we would need consent from her. I know parents. her dad's okay. <laughs> I know her dad. <laughs> We're good.
1: Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I mean, kids can be really smart, but I really don't think that kids are putting that much work into a paper like that, especially <laughs> on that subject. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um,
0: it's mostly like, why should deserve candy? So
1: yeah. I want I to. If you guys have any I questions the about page. the pamphlet or whatever, um, just ask me and or ask the podcast, obviously, and we'll try to answer any questions we can about it. Um,
3: <laughs> People just talking to their phone. Can to hey, do some more research. Hey, fire starter. Show me pamphlet <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're an entity. <laughs> the seven or six of us are one entity. We're just in fire starters. yeah, <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> that's what happened in the Bahamas. nice, which was fun. <laughs> <interesting. laughs> Anyone else have any anecdotal?
0: I went on a mission trip a few uh. days ago, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. um, and I think the biggest part of the mission trip for me was I was riding in the car on the way to Denver to go to the airport, and there's this lady in the car. Um and we got to talking and it kind of ended up she she believed that multiple or all religions could lead you to the one and true god I guess. Um and she didn't really <laughs> understand the trinity. Did you tell her my belief is
1: that you'll go to hell? <laughs> oh my god. Cuz if she says all religious beliefs are correct and you say
0: my belief is that you'll go to hell is that correct? <laughs> Uh, and then, <laughs> um, it, we just had like a two hour long conversation, just about a lot of stuff, which was pretty cool. So that was fun. And then we w- went to Mexico, a lot of cool stuff happened there. Um, we built a house, which is fun. You can see yeah. the video on that. I, I actually watch, on firestar yeah. as Oh, as well. I watched it on YouTube. I didn't see that. Hold on. I dude. noticed I watched watch it on YouTube. It now. I'm
2: going to watch. And I noticed talking. that the house, the walls didn't go all the way up to the roof they like stopped on a flat thing and then the roof was just built on top of that that, that kind of annoyed me as a minecrafter but <laughs> as a real engineer
0: <laughs> but no it was crazy there like i was i was picking up trash cuz there's so much trash everywhere mm. and i see this kid come out of his house and just dump the trash on the ground <laughs> and like there's no one there to pick up trash there's no running water um, and they're mm. just they're living in like these plywood houses with tarps and it's just... I mean, it was kind of funny because I walked in there and there's, like, flies and a bunch of rotten food everywhere and then there's just, like, two rusty mattresses or musty mattresses with, like, stuff on it and the kids are, like, playing on the mattresses but there's, like, a nice flat screen TV in there. Mm. <laughs> it was, like, this destroyed shack. Um Priorities, yeah. man. <laughs> that was cool Um just to see how they live and how they're still happy and um that we got to help out, so... Yeesh, that's yeah.
2: crazy. I... Um, it kind of inspired me to, like, it really makes me want to, um, like, help the unfortunate in Ukraine, like, or yeah. especially in the bordering countries of Ukraine and just to help, um, what's the word, refugees, mm-hmm. you know, because we can only pray so much for Ukraine at the moment and the people of Ukraine, but um, they were living in a dictatorship before the war. Just as just saying.
3: But yeah. I have a pretty cool gob god what? story. Oh, cool God, <laughs> 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 I have a pretty <laughs> sweet my, god. my God's pretty alright. <laughs> I got to experience um what's the word? I don't know. Divine healing. Intervention. Divine healing. I I'll just go with that. Mm. Um Spiritual healing? Uh, yeah, I, Faith I don't what know. talk. I don't know. Stop either. trying to interrupt me. <laughs> 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 that gets him to stop talking. Um, I'm, so basically, uh, I was on my bed in pain because I was in an accident and my back was screwed up. I woke up. It's three twenty-eight a.m. Um, I was in a lot of pain. This is like day four. Um, and I woke up. I hobbled over. To the kitchen because I wanted some painkillers So I hobbled over to the kitchen I got some painkillers And um, I hobbled back to my bed In uh, excruciating pain Because everything hurt to move Like propping myself up It's just like a, a horrible experience And then um, I just laid down on my bed And I was like in pain and stuff And I couldn't go to sleep And I was like what helps me go to sleep and stuff So sometimes when I can't sleep I'll just put on some worship music and um and I'll fall asleep to that because for some reason it's, like, calming and stuff. So I put it on, and uh, the first song that comes on is um, Gratitude by Brandon Lake. I don't know if you guys know that one. I think um, so. It's, I, I, I would say, my favorite worship song. Um, So I was just, like, listening to that and it talks about, like, giving gratitude to God and stuff. You can't really give much more. And um, I was just, like, thanking him that he was, uh that He like, I wasn't paralyzed or anything and that I was still able to walk and that I'd make a full recovery even though I was in, like, pain and stuff. And So then I felt, like, this sensation on my back. It was really cool. It was, like, tingling, like, goosebumps. And then uh, the pain in my back went away. So
0: that was pretty cool. I didn't know it was in the painkillers. Huh? Because
3: they don't work that fast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it was, like, right after you took them? Devil's advocate.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do you still have pain in your back? Um... It comes and goes, but it's definitely not as bad as it was. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, you're walking better than me now. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, spring skiing got him a little. <laughs> Is anyone gonna ask me if I have a story? No.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you have a story? last time I asked you that, you went do on a rant about a college. Well, Wolfgang, like I think overdid ten that flat rant.
0: Minutes, time wise, <laughs> the, the whole paper thing. Hey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That was essential. It was interesting, and I liked it. I
1: know.
0: Aiden, go ahead. I don't have a story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, today's Easter, so you asked us (laughs) to ask you if you had a story. So you could say So you could say, no, I don't have a story? Yeah.
0: Get out of here. All right, so today's Easter, which is awesome, because, you know, Jesus is resurrected from the dead, and if that didn't happen, we would not be here, so... Um, or we might be We just wouldn't be safe. What's We'd the proof it happened Luke?
3: <laughs> What's the proof it happened? Proof <laughs> you want proof? Yeah I would explain be scared Alright
0: Well I'll explain this story And then we'll talk about Easter So Or like the pagan Easter
3: So we'll talk about the real Easter first
0: Not Easter But like what happened on We're
3: debunking this <laughs> debunking so facts first
0: Easter. So pretty much um, uh, Like uh, Pastor Matthew talked about Easter Or Jesus rising from the dead And in kind of a new way That I haven't like heard of as much Like I, he had a lot of cool facts I haven't heard of or didn't think about. So Jesus dies, right? Terrible, awful. Um, Mary Magdalene's weeping. Everyone's sad. Um, Well, not everyone, but like (laughs) the disciples are sad. And so Mary Magdalene decides to go to the tomb where he's buried. Um, And now for context, the tomb was a really rich man's tomb. Do you guys
3: remember the name? Joseph of... No, not... Oh no, Joseph something.
0: Yeah, some really rich guy that was like, "Yeah, Jesus can take my tomb." Um, so, this tomb had a, a stone in front of it that weighed around three thousand to four thousand pounds, and it took around ten people to push it into place. And there was a big groove um, where they pushed it into place, so it would take even more people to push it back out. Um, so there was Probably a massive like stone.
3: Twelve men, twelve grown men.
0: Yeah, or fifteen. And um, the the Pharisees and the Romans were were scared that the body would be stolen because there was a lot of rumors that this man, Jesus would be resurrected from the dead, essentially. And they're like, if someone steals the body and says that he's resurrected, that's going to cause huge problems for us because, well, people would believe that Jesus was actually the son of God. And, the Messiah. Some big, big and then everything we say is essentially false. worthless or false. Yeah, so then he would have
3: just proved our whole code wrong.
0: Um, So they set um, a guard
3: of Romans there, which is around 10 to 15 guards, uh, and no, they set them in shifts. So there were four, like what, four hour shifts, I think. Um, four hours for four soldiers. And then every four hours, they would rotate because if the body got stolen or anything happened during those four hours, the four soldiers who were. No, all there, of them, I think. Or, yeah, all 12 of them, however many there were, were all executed.
0: Yeah. And then um, they put a seal on the stone, like a Roman seal. Um, so, like, if someone opened it, they'd be punished by death. Um, so. The likelihood of someone stealing the body was very low, obviously. Um, so back to Mary Magdalene. She's going to the tomb to kind of, I guess, grieve Jesus. And she gets there, and the tomb's empty.
3: Although if it wasn't supposed to be opened, I don't see why she was going anyway.
0: Well, just to be close, I think. Like, if you lose someone, you kind of, like, go to no, the, but the she, graveyard, didn't right? Didn't
3: she go to, like, anoint his body in, like, oils and stuff? Oh, right. That's that was before, wasn't it? No.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I know what he's talking about, but it's whatever, carry on
3: no because
0: yeah th- then she was like oh he's gone and then she's like she sees th- sh- what she thinks as the gardener and uh, she's like where where did you put Jesus where'd you put him Um, I won't tell anyone that you moved him I just wanna I think that's where it's like I just wanna like anoint him with oil and stuff oh, Yeah. I think that's where that comes so in she
3: went to go anoint his body even though there was well I don't know if that
0: was her first intention but then like after she's like oh I can actually touch the body I'll do that for him or something I don't know Maybe. anyways um, and then the gardener turns out to be Jesus, which is pretty awesome. Um, and she's like, I am here. And she's like, oh, wow. And then she goes run and runs off and tells the disciples. And then I thought
1: there, were yeah, I thought there was an angel. No, it was Jesus. Well, hey, yeah. th- no, there was an
3: angel when, oh. uh, John and Peter went, I think. Uh, hey, <laughs> here's the
2: thing. Remember that one episode of Drake and, jo- and, Drake and Josh? No, I where never watched Drake and Josh. Well, yeah, I me neither. But you've probably seen like the memes where it's like, Drake, where's the door hole? You're supposed to cut it with the power saw. Go get the power saw. And he tries to walk through the door, and then he can't because he didn't cut the door hole. Um, I I picture that with the story of Easter. It's like two Roman soldiers. It's like, Drake, where's the body of Christ? (laughs) You were supposed to anoint him with oils. And it's (laughs) it's like, okay, go get the oils, and then you
3: can't. Because Jesus isn't there.
0: Well, all I know is when Mary was there, it was Jesus there. I'm not sure if there was angels or anything after. But, no, um, there was.
3: There was an angel sitting on top of the stone. I think it, no, it, it was when John and Peter were there. I'm like, certain of it. Yeah, so they
0: race to the tomb, and they see it's empty. And um, then they go back and tell everyone else. And then it, over a course of 40 days, Jesus uh, appears to, I think, 500 um, witnesses that like actually documented it. And so it happened almost at the same time as well. So, like, the likelihood of someone showing up to 500 people and them all claiming it in different places and different times. Yeah,
3: within the span of 40 days.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, So, that's Easter um, as Jesus being resurrected from the dead, which ultimately is Jesus conquering death for all of us, which is awesome. Um, So, now, Easter. What's the Easter we celebrate well, like, what's the pagan Easter? Like, why is yeah. there bunnies and eggs and so yeah, you chocolate? I was yeah.
1: yeah, I was very confused about this myself. Yeah. yeah. So, so where's the b-
2: you the explained the Christian Easter right yeah. and which is great because this is what we call Easter, but there's a reason we call it that, and it comes from uh, pagan traditions. And so there was
0: wait question. Do a lot of people call it Resurrection Sunday, or is that just another name? Or do people I do just always call it Easter? I, I
2: think I d- I don't know. You could ask Nana because she...
3: Non-noob Christians call it regular Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the noobs Non-Kister.
0: call it Easter Christians. <laughs> All right, go ahead, then. Yeah, so, so what's the name Easter? from? Yeah, so... out of time.
2: It comes from um, the Babylonian goddess of war, sex, and fertility, Ishtar. I actually am blanking right now.
0: <laughs> well, it was from a pagan god. Um, Babylon. And I think that Babylon. came down... To the Mesopotamian, like one of the rivers there, in an egg from Euphrates. Really? <laughs> Euphrates. Yeah, something and she was like in an egg, and then like it blew up, and, and she came out or something. I it's really that confusing.
2: One thing I do know is that um, uh, Constantine, as emperor of Rome at the time, um, he was like this is like 300 years after the resurrection. Um, he was like combining. So he was like a pagan sun worshiper, right? But um, he was also the one who legalized Christianity and um, speculated that he's the one who combines a lot of pagan and Christian ideas like um, Christmas, you know, Mm. and the traditions of Christmas being pagan, but the idea of it being Christian, you know? Um, (laughs) So it's similar with Easter, and he... I don't think
3: Santa Claus or a Christmas tree existed in the time of Constantine. Yeah, that's, I mean... That's no, I they had pine it. trees, remember? That's why I say it's Yeah, like in Germany in, like, 1802. No, no,
0: they had it like, um, when they were doing the, uh... I forget what the... Wasn't was that in Ireland? Yeah, it wasn't Rome.
3: Okay, well... That's exactly what I'm saying.
2: Anyways, <laughs> um, I mean, that's why I say it's speculated, because I actually don't know for sure, but, um he it was his idea that um like easter eggs became a thing you know and so he proclaimed that like the egg represented so the yolk represented jesus and the shell represented the tomb and um like and they they pa- painted it they red painted for it the blood for the blood was that yeah. his
0: idea or was that later i think so <laughs> could have been anyone's idea <laughs> but somehow eggs came into play and then chocolate Basically. eggs came into play. And
3: then a bunny got
0: thrown in there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's the whole story of Pagan Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Q&A. <laughs> yeah.
1: You, you got know. anything, Wolfgang? Well, the bunny was symbolized as, like, you know, bunnies are obviously uh, fertile, fer- the fertile symbol. So that's why the bunny came in to play as the whole Pagan Ishtar thing. Because
0: um, Ishtar was a god of yeah. sex I feel and like war.
3: Like Mice or flies (laughs) used (laughs) as fertility. Those aren't very appealing, though. They multiply insanely
1: well. well. I don't know. I honestly could not tell you why they chose a rabbit. but Don't they have, like, four babies or something? I think
0: Ishtar's son, in the theoretical sense, really liked rabbits for some reason. I
1: think they just screw a lot. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so not the point. Then the Germans, with their chocolate, made the chocolate... And candy part, um, like, really popular, putting in the Easter eggs and stuff. It's basically one large game of telephone that spans over a couple thousand years. Um, and now it's a billion-dollar industry. So. Yeah, and now people are just <laughs> profiting off of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, seriously, Welcome to capitalism in America.
2: Well, not just America, billions of dollars world, a year going yeah. to celebrate, like, Easter candy in general. Yeah,
1: yeah it's crazy. It's so. kind of turned into a cash-grab scheme. Um, so, should you celebrate Easter is the question that we have brought up today? Short
2: answer, yes.
1: But also, no. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> aspects... Explain th- yourselves.
0: There's um, aspects
1: that you should and aspects that you yes. shouldn't. And um, we'll
2: argue for that case.
1: I personally don't believe that we should be going around and picking up eggs off the ground, celebrating some bunny that came the night before, theoretically. I think we should use it as an opportunity to say we, on this day, celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and washed us clean. Mm-hmm. So I think yes, we should celebrate the day, but not the modern-day traditions of yeah. the day. Okay, mm-hmm. here's and I have mm-hmm. the same opinion about Christmas.
2: Uh, so, I, yeah, I think what's cool about Christian and not Christian <laughs> Christmas and Easter is that it's the two days in the year where people that aren't close to Christ can. Come to church. Hear the name Jesus and feel something, you know? And so when the thing is. When they choose to. Yeah. but They're exposed to it. Yeah, they can always do to it. it. And <laughs> when they're exposed to it, it makes them easier to convert. <laughs> <laughs> and add them to our cult. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I. this is a side note, but people oh, will God. claim that we're a cult, you know? And the one response that I gave is that if we were a cult, we would have a person leading us, like, In the church that we go to. Like, there would be a leader, you know? Like the pastor? No, no, no. Like, like besides... Like, because cults usually have a leader and then something they worship, you know? So So we would have a leader and we worship... Yeah, but we don't use the pastor for the sake of this podcast, is what I'm saying. The
1: leader is a teacher. Or sorry, the
0: pastor is a teacher, not a leader. Yeah. He's 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 looked up to as a leader in a certain way, but yeah, he's not commanding us what to do, essentially.
2: A A boss sits, like, has worked his way up to the position of boss, and now he tells people what to do. A leader is still working his way up to the boss position, and not only, like, he just, he works alongside the people he leads. is the point, you know? I'm very confused.
3: (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I think a better way to do it, explain it, is uh, a boss sits on his chair and has his people pull the chair. But a leader... Is in front and he pulls the chair with his people. Yes.
2: Who's just hanging in the chair?
0: God. We're not pushing Um, God.
3: Shout out Instagram. No, no, but we're carrying God. I saw like 16 years ago.
0: We're we're running towards God. Yeah. We're not pushing our leader towards God. He's helping us get there too.
3: Yeah. Nice.
0: Cool. (laughs) So. That'd be rectified, that example. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
2: Anyways, (laughs) as I was saying, so yeah, Christian, gosh, (laughs) Christmas and Easter are good days for people to be exposed to Jesus and it makes it easier for us to explain.
0: um, I mean, the Easter is perfect because it's like Christmas and Easter are perfect because Christmas is when Jesus is born, right? So you can explain that and how's our savior and we came into the world. And then Mm -hmm. Easter is a perfect way of saying like, yeah, he was sacr like he died for our sins and now he's resurrected and he defeated death. And so we can talk about that. So,
1: and a lot of Christians, lukewarm Christians specifically come to church on Christmas and Easter. There's a word for that. Yeah. We call them Keister Christians. <laughs> Just Keisters. <laughs> yeah, Keisters, whatever you want to call them. And so <clears throat> the reason why this is important is that these people, although they they might believe that God is their savior and that Jesus died for them, whatever, they don't put their heart and soul into it. And so if that's why a lot of the times like the the priests will try or the pastors will try a lot harder on like Christmas and Easter to try to get to inspire these people to get back on fire for God because a lot of most of the people in our church especially this morning I see people this morning who I've only ever seen in school I've never even seen them here before and so when you see that, you got to understand these people, they have potential. And these are probably the easiest people to get on fire for God over, like, atheists and people who are hostile towards Christianity. These are people who say, yeah, okay, this this could work, but I don't know how to, mm-hmm. like, or I don't know what to do. I don't know, like, what I should do about it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you can come into play with it. And so that's why I think that, yeah, Easter and Christmas are great opportunities to spread the word of God and exactly. spread, like, the news about christ but i don't think um that we should kind of conform into paganism in the way that
0: it is
1: kind of making us
0: lose our own christian values mm. well i think it makes us like looking for eggs is not gonna this is my opinion well, it doesn't make us like lose our christian values and at this point it's just like we're not doing it because we want to honor the god of whatever name is Estar, whatever yeah we're, we're doing it because it's a fun thing for our kids to do and celebrate um so like in that sense, yeah, it's like it's. I don't think it's sinful in that way it's if you're doing it just out of fun. Sinful. It's but opening presents on Christmas. It's the same thing. We all still do it.
3: Now Halloween. If you sell it that, you're going straight <laughs> to the depths <laughs> of the hell. Dude. Well, it's <laughs> just like Tartarus. When the God, worst of it.
1: When God looks down, is He saying, well, I'm glad they're doing that," or I don't really feel comfortable with that. And that's I kind think, of how I, I think, think God feels it. comfortable with everything. You think God is comfortable <laughs> with the whole concept of the Easter? Well, the bunny? only <laughs> thing—the <he's making laughs>
2: right. only thing He's not comfortable with is sin, and because He can't be around it, right? And so I don't—not
0: don't th- comfortable is the right word. I think He's just yeah, like, He can't tolerate it. Yeah, but you know, know what you know different. what I mean, right? Yeah. So I, I kind of, I
2: kind of agree. Like, I don't think He's going to be disappointed if we go egg hunting. But personally, I don't. Go egg hunting. <laughs> well, well, Like egg
1: hunting's one thing, but saying like the Easter bunny or Santa Claus, yeah, came like lying to your kids like that. Like you know?
0: I wouldn't do that. Like I'm not yeah. going to tell my kid that the Easter bunny's real. But I'm hunting.
1: also not going to tell my kids that Jesus dropped the presents underneath the tree because then yeah. it kind of it lessens it's the a seriousness. It was
3: me, you ungrateful pieces of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this for you. Don't thank <laughs> well, Santa if is you elves. <laughs> well, I'm saying like
1: some Christians I've heard have tried to say like, oh yeah, just say like Jesus dropped it down there, and that kind of trains the kid to go, wow, you've been lying. To me about this all the, all these yeah. years how to hey, no. trust you about no, think about it thing. like this kids
2: That's true there is a big fat man dressed in red and white because of a coke ad in the 1930s that goes around nine times the speed of light on one night a year to deliver presents to like almost everybody in the world makes sense and so <laughs> like and then there's also a bunny that lays eggs that you have to go looking for Every and then you eat around. the in the contents of the eggs. That are plastic. Well,
3: I typically <laughs> eat the contents of most eggs that I find. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you just stumble upon like a turtle or a bird nest, and you just crack well, these bad boys I, <laughs> into, your, into your gaping maw. <laughs> I feel hungry right <laughs>
0: now. No, but you could like you could tell that you could tell your kids, like I guess if whoever made it up like the eggshell is the tomb, it was cracked and Jesus came out, and that's good
2: stuff. You could give them an a ana- you could give them a good analogy. Now you of eat Jesus. Of the, <laughs> of the Keister holidays, you could give them a good analogy, right? Sure.
3: But do you want your kid being that one kid that's like in preschool and he's ruining like, it for everybody? <laughs> Easter bunny isn't real, Santa's fake. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't, I'm usually yeah, that kid. Good care less.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keep I spreading could. the truth, buddy. <laughs>
1: Like my um, kindergartner jumps up on the table is like, Jesus died for your sins <laughs> and you are all need to repent. Yeah, that's exactly what I want in child.
2: I mean, if I were to give an analogy for Christmas, although it isn't Christmas right now, if I were to give an analogy <sighs> to my kid or kids, it would be that, like, the tree is Jesus um, prophesizing how he's going to die, you know? Well, that's <laughs> false, too. So What? Like... <laughs> <false>. <laughs> Because
1: no. the presents show up underneath the tree, and that's No, Jesus
2: just the tree in, in general. I'm confused. Man. How does that make sense? I tried to make it because make sense for you. he died on a cross which was made from a tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> on it. All right. All right, moving wise. on. Q&A time. We're, we're lingering way too long. The table subjects. that
1: we're sitting <laughs> at mean? right now is Jesus. <laughs> because There's going to be so, so much editing. Today, because oh, this, this oh. table is made of wood, and the cross <gasps> that he was oh. on was oh. also awesome oh. made of wood. Oh,
2: The reason I thought about a tree was because Jonah on one episode said that like sin entered and left the world through a tree, you know? It was mm. prophesied he die on a tree. Yeah, yeah. So that's
0: right. But like, I think the Christmas tree was <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus is like, oh, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> All right, moving on to Q&A. <laughs> Aiden
3: said he had an analogy, and I was like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> power down. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. He just goes, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: first question. Do you remember the first question?
3: Bridget Fleming. <laughs> <laughs> What's it's funny about that, that funny. name? <laughs> <laughs> Flem. I apologize, Bridget. We're not sorry, Bridget. I I we're I don't we're know
1: laughing from previous cut <laughs> events that were cut. Out when of this I try episode. and tell
3: my friends about God, they always make it weird and say bad things about God. What should I do? Okay, well, so my first thing is, that how do they
1: make it weird? She says they make it weird uh, and say bad bring up things like about it. So, okay, people uh, are going to have a lot of misconceptions about Christianity, and while mm. you're trying not to fold on your faith, you're not trying to like give any leeway past the truth or bend the truth in any way. Mm-hmm. You want to do your research and say, no, this is really what it's like because people, when they encounter Christianity are like, oh, they have all these misconceptions about it. And so if you get rid of those misconceptions through the truth, as long as you're not lying to them, because I've seen people like Christians try for the sake of having someone accepting Christ lying about Christianity. Or watering it down. Yeah, or yeah. watering down to the, point the gospel where it's not true yeah. anymore. Yeah. And so I think that's a problem. But yeah, as long as you do your extensive research and you can hold your own, if they don't want to, you know, listen to God and listen to the truth, then that's their personal choice. And that's why God is so great is because he gave us free will to make that decision on our own. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would have to say.
3: Uh, I don't know. I think I would kind of, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't say disagree, but maybe have like a, a bit of an opposing view with Wolfgang. It's just like, if you want to like convert someone to Christianity, you obviously don't like tell them everything like, face value just hit them in the face. Well,
1: <laughs> what I was saying specifically was, like, if they have a misconception... Well, yeah, no, it, I
3: I agree. You don't water it down to the point where it's not true anymore, but you, mo- you probably want to give them, like, I don't know... The well, good you obviously don't, like, talk about Revelation first or something Yeah, like that. you
2: want to yeah. wildlife them. Exactly. <laughs> the you you,
3: you want to take the the young life approach, and yeah. first you just, like, you know give them something, and then they kind of get hooked, and then if they fall away along their journey, they fall away along their journey, but... It's it's growing in the faith that's probably, like, the most important thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And one thing that I thought about when we were talking about Easter is that, like, when people hear the name Jesus, everybody has a reaction, you know, but some are positive and some are negative, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, you kind of want to gauge their reaction. And so if you have friends that are reacting negatively to the word God when you're not using it in vain and, like, or, like, the name Jesus, for example, um, I I don't know what I would do, honestly, because, like, the people that I'm close with are all Christian, right? And we're all working on our faith personally to become, like, actual disciples of Jesus, right? Do you guys all agree? Mm-hmm. And so, like, and I do have friends at <coughs> school, but that's the thing. When I surround myself with people that aren't close to God, I become less close to God. Um,
3: that is actually insanely company. corresponding to a question that we have Wait, from it. Do like it. Bad Company: Ruins Good Morals. Uh, no, the question was just like, "Hey, well, how do you stay Christian, like at that? school, and not follow friends who aren't Christians?" Yeah,
2: yeah, that's I'm something that's something that I'm working on right now because.
3: It mean, doesn't even have to be school. It's just like anywhere else where yeah. you just want to fit in, I guess.
2: Well, Yeah, I mean, you say that because you're homeschooled, but I think <laughs> I think school is the prime example for me because it's where I spend a lot of my time doing, like, right now. And so, I mean, it's something that I'm working on right now because only so many of my friends go to the same school as me, and I have more acquaintances that aren't Christian at school than I have close friends that, you know,
0: so your mm-hmm. advice is pretty much just surround yourself with the Christian community to keep you strong so you can go into those places with yeah, a strong it, mind, it's strong heart. And I mean,
3: like Jesus calls us to hang out with sinners. He he hung out with uh, Mary, who was a prostitute, and, you know, tax collectors and all these people.
1: It's not the only people that you should hang out
3: with. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. no, th- 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 that's my point is first be grounded in who you are and what you believe and who your morals are yeah, before you go out the, out the world and hang out with these grounded, people that yeah. have opposing views to you because if you're not careful, they will pull you away. Mm-hmm. and. Before before you even know it, you'll find yourself, you know, going down a path that yeah. is really hard to recover from. Yeah, so become
2: grounded. That's yeah. What foundation.
0: Say?
3: So my answer
0: for like the Bridget Fleming question, um, on like when people ask you about Jesus, I think the best way to talk about Jesus is not you engaging into it first necessarily. Like, hey, do you know about Jesus? Like that's a way to start it. But like, I think the most effective way is when you your actions just show. What Jesus would do, yeah, a good that often results right. in people asking you about Jesus, mm. and that's kind of the place you want to be in. It's like a, it's like a chess game in a sense, like that. Um, but like I saw that on the mission trip, like we just served people and like gave like fully everything we had, and that's really I think the main thing they saw in us—not us handing them a Bible and telling them about Jesus, but like our actual actions and stuff we did to show them what Jesus would do—is the real powerful message behind that, and then. Kind of going off of that is like, (coughs) Uh, what was I going to say?
2: Do you mind if I speak for a second? Yeah. So there's, I think that's why it's important to be grounded in your faith. And that's, it's kind of a difficult process, at least from my experience. I'm still working through it because I want to read my Bible daily, you know, because that way I can look through, I can look at the world through a (laughs) biblical lens and always see an opportunity to share the good news in a way that is not intrusive, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're saying. Um, And so I, yeah, that's what like, I think we have to be so strong in our faith that when
0: we're, that our acts prove, that we have a character that's like Jesus. Yeah. Right? I think and then also, like, ask them about what they believe, I think. Yeah. Like, not just tell them what you believe, like, hound them with what you believe, but ask them what they believe and then go off of that. Because that's how, like, my conversation went in the car with that lady. I was like, so what church do you go to? She said she, like, used to go to the, uh, what's the church called with the bird on top? That has, like, the gay flags on it sometimes. The uh, they chapel. The last chapel. Aspen Chapel. That's a chapel. And that like, instantly I, I kind of knew where she was at. Be because of that, and she's like, "Well, now I've started to come to crossroads." I'm like, "Okay, so she's starting to realize something." So just like asking them what they believe, she's getting smart, um, and then just going off that to share what you believe, I think is a better conversation than you just talking to someone. And another yeah, piece of his
3: advice is just don't pretend to be perfect. <laughs> mm. If you're a Christian and you know you you like your yes way sir. of acting grounded is being perfect, and whenever you see someone sinning, you call them out for it, and you kind of like bash on them for that. Don't do that. Just be real. Um, well, we all that. sin. And do that,
1: but in in a private yeah. area. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. talk to people about like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. But don't embarrass mm-hmm. them in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, don't publicly just walking <laughs> just like,
3: cursed. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, like. guys, 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 guys. <laughs> so <laughs> he did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't don't fake it. You know, you just gotta keep it real, dude.
1: And admit when you mess up.
0: Yeah, thing. Stop mm-hmm. playing the yeah, the, the What do you mean it's not worth it? We can re-record it again. There's That's true.
3: We're only 10 minutes left. Uh, I guess so. Uh, Lexi Tali... Mm, ta- guys, can you please change your last names? <laughs> <me>? <laughs> As our name's <laughs> Tornar. Easy <Easier> things to <laughs> pronounce, Tornar. Okay, funny, this, is, this is a
0: deep question. What is your take on boundaries? Whether in relationships or for yourself, do you guys have any set and or any... You will set for future relations? Self-set boundaries are important for Christians to help themselves live a less sinful life and are yet so rarely talked about. I'm not sure if you have touched on this before, but I would appreciate it. Thank you. What okay, <sighs> you I look. have <laughs> amazing
3: <laughs> advice on this, although I'm never in relationship. Coach doesn't play the game, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all the I times <laughs> I've
1: gone to Jonah about my relationship. <laughs> advice.
3: <laughs> Uh, I'm joking. I Was that no the only thing you had? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I've, yeah, I mean, personal experience, I've created more boundaries after personal experiences, you know. Mm. What Stuff are those boundaries
0: I, are any you'd like to share? No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Stuff mm. that I wouldn't even do after I married is, yeah, those Ooh, are my boundaries.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's deep. <laughs>
1: He's boring. Okay. No,
3: He's boring. Now let me dive into my sexual life here real quick. Uh so one time I gardeners, <laughs> are you
1: listening? <laughs> oh god, that's not good. Uh, um don't say Wolf, that. King. <laughs> oh. Wolf King. Popcorn Wolf King. Sorry, I got into an argument with somebody over the stupid K through three build. Oh yeah, in uh, Florida. We talked about Florida. that last
3: week. Oh really? Yep. Cool. Someone didn't listen to the episode. No, no I didn't. Mm. I've been
1: I've been very busy. No, up! <laughs> like what are you doing like cooking brisket?
2: It's doing nothing. You weren't even smoking brisket. <laughs> I have to smoke a brisket today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> not All
0: right. Kidding. What are your boundaries <laughs> for your relationship? Do you have? Um,
1: so boundaries are kind of a hard one. I don't know how to explain it exactly, but I feel like boundaries aren't something that are just set and then everybody listens yeah, to Yeah, it's them. like no like, Ten Commandments yeah. or anything. Um, no, one, no one just implements a boundary and then listens to it every single time. It's something that takes discipline over a long, long time. hmm and so and even after a long long time it might not be fully done. So I understand the concept of boundaries, but I think discipline is kind of more effective way of making yourself not sin because just saying I don't do that, I'm not going to do that many times you will. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how I feel about it. So I feel like slow and gradual like set into a mindset that will get you away from sin is a lot better than just trying to go cold turkey. If mm-hmm. That makes sense.
3: And I think um, I'm kind of blanking on what I was gonna. Yeah. Um, I think boundaries are gonna be d- different for every relationship for mm-hmm. sure. Especially, as, it comes down to the people. Um, everyone's gonna have their you know their triggers that'll you know make them un- unstoppable you know unconsolable where you can't you can't mm-hmm. you can't limit yourself anymore mm. um so i don't know figure those out and if if that like works for your rela- <laughs> relationship or not yeah
2: and are you crying no <laughs> 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 <I'm> <laughs> while we're here the cringe while we're here with
3: statements.
0: the
2: with the uh computers pulled up like what does the bible say about boundaries like, can you look it up? Okay.
0: <laughs> I think the biggest one people always think about is like premarital sex is what mm. usually pops into people's head, mm. and like, the bubble. Oh, does we can do everything
3: <laughs> except have sex. Yeah. When so <laughs> soaking, I think that's oh also gosh. a
0: problem too. Mormon soaking
2: <laughs> or like actual soaking? Mormon <laughs> <laughs> soaking.
3: Uh, don't look that up, guys. Spare yourselves, please.
2: Spare yourself the innocence. Like just, just. Be, I mean, remaining
1: the same There's place. a lot of things on the internet well, that you can
3: spare yourselves from.
2: The Bible <laughs> does talk a lot about relationships
1: in the sense of like don't be unequally yoked, mm-hmm. and so like as long as you're both on the same page, it's better than like one person constantly trying to make the other person fall.
0: I think that's a great point. I think the best place to have boundaries is even before you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what I mean is like I,
3: I mm, date hard. for marriage.
0: Never go grocery shopping when you're hungry you buy the wrong things never go into a relationship when you feel lonely You might grab the wrong thing when you're desperate you grab anything you can not what you need so like If you're not okay with just living by yourself and god and that relationship you have with god and you need someone else to fill that void it's going to cause a bad relationship if you're going to require someone to like Live off them essentially mm-hmm. to be happy. And neither of
3: not, not, neither people in a relationship could should be completely dependent on the other person. Yeah. You should be able to live.
0: And the beautiful thing is, when you're both dependent thing. on God and then come together into a union, that's like when you're extra powerful, I guess. Yeah. Um, you,
3: can you can rule the world. <laughs> and so. <laughs> then you have the power of God and anime on your side. Oh <laughs> <laughs> when it, <laughs> 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 when it Jones comes Jones to
1: relationships like forming. I think definitely like internal assessment um is one of the things that you have to you have to dig deep and go well does is this going to help me or is this going mm-hmm. to cause me to fail mm-hmm. and a lot of different things that I do for instance <coughs> when i I met jocelyn um and then I didn't really speak to her for a few months, probably about three or four months, and then I was friends with her for about three or four months. And then I was talking to her for about three or four months. And then I finally started dating her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it took me almost a year to actually get into a relationship with Jocelyn since the moment
0: that I met her. And I think a lot of good relationships start out that way. Just, like, really getting to know the person, even know if you want to, like, potentially spend yeah. the rest of your life with Ask them. Ask yourself,
3: what are your what are your intentions of this relationship? What's the outcome? Like, what, what are all the apostles, possible outcomes? Do I see myself marrying this person? And throwing yourself... And, oh, and, sorry, if, and, and, and if not if if you don't see your marriage health person, like, Get why able. are you doing it? Yeah. The intention behind it. What's, yeah. What's the intention? Is it just to like explore and, and explore and learn who you really are in the bedroom? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're into. Um, and then I think once you're in, the, like, I can't speak from experience necessarily, but I think a lot of relationships and just like, even like the brotherhood kind of relationship is like, mm-hmm. if it's not in love, it's all in vain in that sense. So like, I like to look at the fruits of the spirit a lot of time for like a lot of things in guidance, but like, like peace, joy, self-control, patience, like just doing all those things in any relationship is going to make that relationship, I think, flourish and like it's really the definition of love, right? Because when we think of love, we're like love to make ourselves happy when I think when you really love someone, a lot of times it can result in you being it's not like great for you what you're doing because you're doing it in sacrifice in some sense. It's but either that's a like a true love in the yeah. sense of yeah, sacrifice. I mean. It's
3: either a blessing or a lesson mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. Yeah.
2: Uh while we're on this, um Deep. I don't mean to bash
3: my mom. But <laughs> 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 oh, you're so oh my God. Yo, uh, I don't mean to absolutely throw shade on my mom <laughs> and you know, like I don't, de- mean, de- I don't. dehumanize I don't. her <laughs> in the way she won't recover, I but
2: No, I, <laughs> I do not know. mean to cast a shadow on my mom or throw her under the bus. But one time she said, um, like teenagers should be in relationships to experiment with themselves and like to learn who they are in a relationship or something like that. The word experiment. And oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And s- like, I don't know what I said in the moment, but what I would say now is that like, um, nah, <laughs> just <laughs> nah. Um, like there's a, uh, kind of love that God only knows, right? Mm-hmm. God only he knows what, what you've been, been through. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the kind of love that God only knows, right? And Change when, country. yeah, and when we can channel that love in a relationship, you don't get the same kind of love from experimenting with people, right? Like
3: Experiment I mean, with God. So you, yeah. should,
2: you, most experience end badly. That's
1: what experience for. Uh, <laughs> it's either
3: a blessing or a lesson.
2: You should.
1: You learn. How do I put it? You should know what you want before you go into a relationship. You shouldn't have to figure that out along the way. And so the word experiment when it comes to relationships is always one that made me uncomfortable. Because it means what are you experimenting with? I know you're not not experimenting like, hmm, maybe they're different. uh What happens
3: if I pour carbon dioxide?
1: (laughs) 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 I know what's happening is not like, oh, well, if I date an Aquarius, what will happen? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I imagine when someone says experimenting. Um, And then other things, of course, that we can't say on our family-friendly Christian podcast. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I don't think experimentation is something that necessarily needs to be brought into play because you should know what you want. And you should know if that person that you're going
0: to date is what you want. I think mm-hmm. just trying to Amen. duplicate the relationship you have with God, with that
3: person. Mm-hmm. Amen. Can't really go wrong on that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in <laughs> to your favorite dating coaches in the entire world, <laughs> the most experienced and the most well-versed. <laughs> uh, next week we will answer all your other questions about um, Everything. relationships. Everything. Just kidding. All
0: right, so we got a quick community insight to end this off with. Um, hey, guys. Or,
3: John, I think you should read this, actually. <clears throat> hey, guys. My name is Julie. Change your last name, please. (laughs) I've been watching watching your videos for a while now, and I love what you're doing. By the way, side note, I just wanted to do... Okay, never mind. Uh, Side notes are side notes. I just wanted to reach out because in your recent video, when Jonah started talking about parallels between Moses and Jesus, I couldn't believe it. Since just two days ago, God had spoken to me about the similarities between Moses and Jesus. Ah, oh, this is so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool to hear the similarities you guys had about them since that was new for me. The parallel God spoke to me about is how the bronze snake Moses made to heal people if they believed in it is the parallels to the crucifixion and how when we believe that Jesus died on the cross, we are also healed. Numbers 21, 4 through 9 and John 3, 14 to 21. It's crazy when God spoke this message to me and ever... Even crazier. Oh. Oh, yeah. What is this? It's grammarly. <laughs> <like that. laughs> Why is it just sitting in the middle of your screen? I don't know. Move it. And even crazier to now hear you guys start talking about it. I think it's a great addition to the list Jonah has already started. <laughs> you guys should write a book together. The m- the similarities between marriages and <laughs> Me and, and <laughs> Julie... They're going to write a book. J and uh, J. J.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, guys, with that community insight wrapped up, we still got some more community insights we should probably talk about at some point. But um, thank you, guys. Keep asking some questions. Um, Like and subscribe. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, Any last words from you guys? God only knows
3: what you've been through. God only knows what to say about you. Knows. Remember <laughs> <there's a kinda laughs> when I you love
1: want that, that be <laughs> when you want to kill somebody just forget them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>